Blog Talk Radio. It's idiocracy, but you gon' see the value and respect though when you talk with me. So come on, baby, walk with me. It ain't a topic that the crew can't touch. Share our views and our vibes. What we hide? It ain't much. This ain't blush, this the crew, yeah, we got it. Share our thoughts and our views, you can't stop it. Said this ain't bluff, this the crew, yeah, we got it. Idiocracy, tell us what's the topic. Yeah. Good afternoon, or good evening, excuse me, uh, on this uh, August 11th, 2022. Uh, I'm Joe, your host. Um, here uh, soon will be joining us will uh, be my co-host Josh um, so uh, you know I appreciate uh, you listening uh, gonna jump right into it here um, so first let's start with uh, uh, that glorious thing called COVID uh, so uh CDC's new COVID guidelines for schools um, has been released and says that kids should stay in class. Uh, says students can stay in their classroom this fall if they're, they've been exposed to COVID, uh, according to the uh, Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Uh, basically, uh, they, you know, it says that uh, according to Dr. Richard Vesser, um, you know, they've uh, CDC has uh, recognized that uh, the best place for children is in uh, the classroom, and that uh, this now apparently can be um, done safely with acceptable levels of risk. Um, they said uh, the CDC no longer recommends that people quarantine after they've had a COVID exposure unless they are in high-risk congregated settings such as jails, nursing homes, and homeless shelters. (laughs) So so jails are more dangerous for for COVID than than schools. uh, Okay, that that makes sense there. Um, Now, they do say uh, that... uh, in the case of an exposure, CDC now uh, says students and school staff who remain asymptomatic uh, should wear a high-quality mask for 10 days and get tested on day five. Uh, they continue to say, um, and and I love this, but uh, according to uh, Dr. Me- uh, uh, Greta Massetti, uh, uh, a senior uh, ephthalmologist with the CDC's National Center for Injury Prevention and Control, <laughs> said that in fact, 95% of the U.S. population has some level of immunity against COVID. Hey, Josh, I'm just curious. Like, do you know, like, what were they telling us would be uh, considered uh, herd immunity? Because <laughs> I feel like it was lower than 95%. That was like sixty-five to seventy percent. I thought. I, right. I know I'm wrong on that, but I thought it was. I thought it was sixty to seventy-five percent of the population. Right. If they had COVID, you get herd immunity. So I mean, it, I mean, it's just amazing that that the CDC keeps changing everything. Uh, I mean, we've been living with this the fires for two years now, and everything continues to change, and it, it just kind of ironic it's changing three months before election oh yeah it's so, uh, i 100 percent agree with you like it's amazing how many things uh you know are just conveniently happening as the midterm primaries come up uh you know you almost like as you're sitting you know waiting for it it's, it's almost like And, and, and today's then, news, right? Today's news again, and everybody's back on quarantine. More, right. more bullshit, more bullshit, more bullshit. Um, by the way, 
even if you did uh, fall for our tricks uh, a year or so ago in terms of getting vaccinated and then getting the second vaccination and then getting the booster and then getting the second booster, uh, you still got to wear a mask. And you, you know, it's, I, I don't know the science around the whole thing, how, how people are getting COVID. You know, I'm unvaccinated. I'm proud to say I am unvaccinated. I do care about people. And I did it for personal reasons. If my my was I was more afraid of something that was just manufactured without any kind of studies behind it. Um, right. So that was my personal opinion. Uh, if other people got vaccinated because they felt safe or anything like that, that's your decision. I respect your decision. Please respect mine. Uh, oh, 100%. I, mean, like, uh, I, I was sure. not – I'm not trying to go out and kill somebody. I've gotten COVID one time. I've known people that have gotten COVID, that gotten the vaccine, got the booster, got the booster boosted, and they've had COVID two or three times. Oh, yeah. So Well, I mean, first, you know, kind of – don't mean to interrupt you, but kind of first of all, uh, your body, your choice, right? Um I mean, at least are, that's what they are, tell us. Are we going us. back to that? I, I, I thought, I thought when the, all the nurses and all that that were were saying that they were being ridiculed uh, about See, the my body, my choice. But then as soon as Robert I'll be honest with you, came out, right? My body, my choice. All of a sudden, it's back. Like, like okay. It, I'll be honest with you. I get confused sometimes because, um, you know, I want to. I want to follow the laws. I want to be respectful to people. But um, when our societal views and ideas literally change, um, like the wind direction changes, I mean, literally in a split second, it goes from, uh, no, you need to do this. Uh, you know, you're responsible. You're required. And then whoop, we're over to my body, my choice. Uh, and you can't tell me to do anything. Make up your mind. Like, just make up your mind. Like, I'm good either way. Like, but you know. And speaking of like the co- uh, COVID vaccine stuff, like you know, I, you know, I mean, I had COVID. Uh, I was in the hospital uh, with COVID uh, because I, my oxygen levels were dropping really dramatic. Uh, you know, versus my wife had COVID at the same time and she didn't even get a fever. You know, and uh, uh, I ended and, up, and I, I think I think a lot of that comes back to when COVID first hit, is our doctors and and our medical staff didn't know how to treat it, and I agreed. There's there's no there's no fault to them. They did everything they could do. Um, a lot of people died at the beginning with it, and it hit a lot of the seniors, and um, we lost well, a lot and, of seniors. Well, and um, and to your point, so, like. Like you said, I mean, the the medical staff weren't um, prepared for it because it was new. Um, but then also, I mean, if you have been around more than t- two people that had COVID, you know that the symptoms and the uh, effects of it were completely different for different people. Like you'd have some people that lose their uh, sense of taste, their smell. Um, you know, you had, you know, like I said, I mean, my wife didn't even get a fever. Um, I had no symptoms until day nine, and then all of a sudden my oxygen starts dropping dramatically. Um, you know, so I mean, across the board, it was it was just a crazy situation. But I definitely think, like, it's like, okay, come on. At at, at what point are we just gonna say? I mean, let's call it what it is. This is now the new. You don't want to say new flu, but it's now another flu virus. It, it you know, uh, every season, because every season, it's going to come back. <laughs> well, I mean, this is this is happening all year round. So, I mean, I I think this is here to stay. Uh, we're going to continue getting different strains. Uh, we just we're just going to have to learn to live with it. It's going to happen. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just but, like the flu. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like the flu, I mean, and I mean it magically, you know, just like it's coming up. I mean, oh, flu season's coming up, and oh, COVID cases are going up. 
Um, well, but it's strange it's, that this is the second year in a row. It seems like COVID has hit really during the summer months. Uh, like it seems like we kind of find out, and in the summer months when people are traveling, vacation, COVID's going up. Uh, so, I mean, there's a lot to it. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. Uh, <laughs> it did. Uh, yeah, I was just uh, I was laughing to myself in the sense of reading these uh these guidelines that uh you know like you know if, if you're in a <laughs> uh high risk congregated set setting such as jails nursing homes and homeless shelters like i get the nursing home and homeless shelters because i mean you know you got elderly you got people that you know are already exposed to a bunch of their sick so yeah you want to be at, but really so jails are um a higher risk than schools <laughs> like okay well let's 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 think about it for a minute let's take a logical thing what if what have some of these states been doing lately they've been not putting people in jail uh no no bond on these criminals that are doing armed robbery oh no you can get out there's no bond for you um they've let out a lot of people uh and continue to let a lot of people out of jail. Why? Because they can start voting. If it's just misdemeanors, they can vote. Oh. So uh, the criminal system, hey, it's just more people we can we're, – we're going to say we're, we're really worried about COVID and the jail system, so let's let a lot of these people out again. Oh, by the way, you need to vote for us. We're right. letting you out. Vote for us. No, absolutely, which, you know – brings up goes into our next uh you know topic really easily so um so former president um donald trump had um 30 over 30,000 work related emails um on his uh his uh personal e- uh personal computer um and you know like I said, over 30,000 work-related emails um, with classified material. Oh, wait, shit. My bad. That's Clinton. That's oh, that, not that Hillary. Yeah, that was Hillary Clinton. Oh, my bad. And wait, did she didn't have anything happen to her? Um, but, oh, let's see here. Uh, uh, the FBI just, uh, you know, a few days ago, if you, I mean, if you've been living on a rock, you haven't heard, but, uh, you know, if you have, uh, raided uh, president, uh, former President Trump's um, uh, Mar- uh, Mar-a-Lago uh, estate uh, and says that uh, basically uh, he had uh, boxes uh, – he had a few boxes of um, – presidential files um now uh you know some of the legal team or let me let me backtrack i want to make sure i say this right um that um some people uh former allies or um excuse me allies of former president donald trump have said that um, any of the sensitive White House documents that he brought with him to that estate had been declassified. Um, now, you know, j- you know, in case you're wondering what you know, what does that mean to be declassified? Well, uh, you know, there's a couple different ways, and and uh, you know, I'm not going to go into hundred um, specifics, but uh, you know, one, the information has now been out for so long; it's passed a certain amount of time. That it is now, you know, basically public knowledge, um, or sometimes, like we see in the movies, where uh, the files are uh, what they call redacted, where uh, everything is blacked out that's classified, so you can't read it. Um, you know, so there's no clarity on how um, the documents were declassified, but. You know, of course, they make it sound like, oh, you, you know, no, President, uh, former President Trump, you know, he did something terrible here. So, well, let's let's get this straight before before we move on. Is the FBI did not raid his house? 
That's what we are being told. The 30 agents went into his house and searched it legally. They did not raid his house. If I have 30 people show up on my house, that's a fucking raid. Let's get that straight. All these news channels that are saying there was not a raid, it was not a raid, everybody that's saying it's a raid is all wrong. No, it's you have 30 agents coming into some, your house, no matter how big that is, you're, you're purposely looking for something that is considered a raid. The, and, and I agree with you because, I mean, the last time I checked, um, like if the police show up at a drug dealer's house and – Bust open the door with a warrant. Knock on the door. Bust open the door with a warrant. You know they bust open the door. That's not called a peaceful uh, investigation. That's called a fucking raid. (laughs) Like, and uh, the FBI they had a search warrant uh, and they busted into his house and uh, you know his estate. Now he wasn't there, but. Well, here's the funny thing about this whole thing, too, is what what you're going to hear in the media, which even on both sides, is that there were 15 boxes. That's what the FBI came for, was 15 boxes that they knew about uh, because they seen him in June when they came to his house before, and it was locked into his his personal office at his home. So they knew exactly where these boxes were. Why, why are they there for nine hours to pick up these boxes? That's, un- say, that's unprecedented. Well, they open it safe. O- they bring not only that, but uh, you know, like you said, they knew where they were because, I mean, he wasn't hiding them. He's like, they're right there. Oh, he told them where it was. Right, he told they, them. He sat there and told them. They knew, they knew where it was since June. It's just funny that we're, we're getting ready for elections. Uh, midterms are ramping up. Uh, all, you're starting to see all these political ads. So what best way to attack somebody, uh, a political opponent? Let's just have the FBA raid his house. Let's get this on the news. Let's make him look like crap uh, because everybody he's endorsing right now has been winning in the polls. Right. So uh, I, I think this is going to come back negatively on the Democrats. Uh Big time. Uh, I mean, you you start talking to all these Americans, and and they're like, well, Hillary when Hillary Clinton and we found out about Benghazi, and then all the emails. Why didn't the FBI do anything for them? Why oh. why isn't these these uh, three letter well, agencies going after high Democrats? We well, we already know that Hunter the FBI had Hunter Biden's laptop. For months and months – oh, wait, no, I'm sorry, not months, years. They've had that for years now, and they now they don't know where it's at? Right. So, oh, 100%. And, but, you know, and, but there's a hard drive. There's a hard drive that it, they made a copy of it, so everything is on this hard drive. Why are they not investigating Hunter Biden? Why are they not investigating Joe Biden with his dealings in China and Ukraine? Uh, because or it, start, or start the Nancy or Nancy Pelosi and and her husband uh, that magically uh, are stockholders and uh, and what is it transistors or whatever that they make over semiconductors uh, semiconductors uh, oh and then didn't like conveniently didn't Biden just pass a law about increasing semiconductor production here in the United States like. Like that's not going to benefit some of them. Like, okay. No, they, I mean, uh, that's why that's why he invested in it. He he yeah. knew a couple years ago when Nancy Pelosi brought up the whole semiconductor bill. Uh, they were in the middle of writing it. All of a sudden, he invested a, a crap ton of money in the semiconductors. Um, no one heard anything about it. That's just what he did a couple years ago. What really what really drew eyes was uh, he invested five million dollars into another company. Uh, right like a week or two weeks before they were, the House was getting ready to vote on this particular bill. And then and then he magically sold them and took a loss on it because I think there was a lot of backlash for insider trading. Well, kind funny of, because uh, there's, kind of interesting. Well, the funny thing is, is why did he do anything? Because, I mean, 
Let's look at the well, track record for the. Well, I'm saying let's talk. look at the track record for the um, the Department of Justice. Uh, if you're a Democrat, it's almost like you get a get out of free jail card. Um, you know, oh, we're going to overlook your stuff uh, because well, you're a Democrat. <laughs> well, here's here's the thing too about Democrats are they must be dumb or blind if they don't see what's what's going to be happening. Uh, President Biden came out during his whole um, campaign saying anybody that makes under $400,000, we're not going to raise your taxes. That's absolutely not going to happen. Okay. So this bill is for the inflation buster that's coming out. Uh, They want to spend $80 billion uh, to give to the IRS to hire 87,000 IRS workers. Okay. So let's oh, think about you, this. Did you read the requirements 50, there? Oh, hold on. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Oh, okay. 51% of the IRS uh, things for the last couple years uh, have been for people un- making under $75,000, the audit. The IRS is auditing people, 51% of people making under $75,000. I say, didn't I see somewhere that there's only like 247 billionaires or millionaires uh, in the United States? So if there's only 247, you're hiring 87,000? Hmm. Well, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. So like I said, they must be dumb and blind to to follow – not follow this and and think about what's really going to be happening. They're hiring 87,000 IRS agents. They're going to start auditing Americans. Why? Why are they going to start doing that? Very simple. They're spending a shit ton of money. They can't pay for it. So what's the best way to do it? Let's start auditing all these Americans that are, are making the middle class up. Let's audit them. Let's find money. Let's get more money from them. Let's, and let's use their tax dollars to pay for these IRS agents so they can do their job. So in reality, anybody making under $400,000, your taxes are going to go up. They are not right. going to be zero. They are not going to go down like President Biden has said. It's a crock and, of shit. It's a big-ass lie, and, and you guys just want to wake up and see what's happening. So I want to uh, make clear. I uh, fixed my uh, – I. I correct myself on the terms of the 200 some. There are 724 billionaires in the U.S. 724. That's still a lopsided number to well, the 80,000. I mean, this is this is part of the government's fault on on the whole thing. How are you going to let a company not pay any taxes for so long? There's a reason why Jeff Bezos is a billionaire. Yeah. Because he made a smart-ass deal with the government so he didn't have to pay taxes on shipping anything. And you want to go after lowly me that makes $80,000, and I've got to pay my fair share, and I've got to take take money out of my kid's mouth because I've got to pay more taxes. Yet that guy got away with not paying a fucking dime in taxes for so many years for his company. Come on now. Uh, but well, uh, to get back to the whole IRS thing that you were about to say is yeah. I, I could have swore, too, that there was a movement during the whole Black Lives Matter. I, I, I can't put my finger on it right now. I think it was uh, something about defunding somebody. Uh, was it – can you help me with that, Joe? Was it, it was defund something. What, the police? Yeah, is that what it is? Pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was oh, um, defund the police. Okay, you want to defund the police, which you're going to take take weapons away from them. They need more training and all this stuff. Yet you want to hire 87,000 IRS agents, and the qual- qualification, they have to be able to carry a gun, do search, do searches and seizures, and use necessary force if they have to. What does that sound like to you? That sounds kind of like a police officer that you're trying to defund. Right. So what's really uh, on? You're going to hire all these people, 
And you're going to say they can fucking shoot me? For right, what? Gonna, so, for, so we're basically trying to take my uh, money, my hard-earned money. Come on. So essentially, we're switching from, uh, uh, you know, the the police officers that you know, whether public opinion or not, um, those police officers are out there uh, serve and protect us every single day. Um, you know, they put their lives on the line, and you know, yeah, you can say, well, they chose it, but you know what? Uh, it's because of brave men and women like that that chose to be those frontline defenders um, that allow us to have um, such a great life that we do. And, I mean, if you don't agree that you have a great life, I mean, you can email Brittany Gr- um, Griner over in Russia and see how she's doing. Um, but, you know, <laughs> that was a good but, one. <laughs> but to your point, like you said – so we're gonna so we're gonna take money away from um, the police departments that are there to serve and protect us, and we're gonna instead add eighty six eighty seven thousand IRS agents that are meant to basically determine if you haven't given the money to the government or not. Like, and Why is that? Oh, because that, that they keep spending and spending and spending, and they have no more money to get because guess what? Guess who you're pissing off? You're pissing off Russia. You're pissing off China. So guess who run, has the biggest bank in the, in the world is China. So we owe them trillions and trillions of dollars from all these loans. So guess what? The debt man's coming up, and they're going to have to pay. And if people don't think China, China and Russia have already been talking about getting rid of the U.S. dollar as the world currency, do you know what happens if to the world if that happens? America crumbles. Our economy crumbles. You think well, it's bad now? It's going to get worse. Well, a lot worse. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, uh, you know, and you, you you brought this up and uh, made me think. And damn it to me, I can't think of the comedian's name, and I apologize if for some reason the comedian listens. Um, I would love to give you credit, but there was a comedian I was listening to, um, and he made the comment. He goes, "Oh, China." He goes, uh, "Like, uh, you know, they're they're talking shit about the U.S." And he goes, "Wait a minute, I'm confused." Why does one American dollar equal almost six and a half, seven dollars in Chinese uh, won, but we owe you like billions? <laughs> like, how does that work out? Like, like our dollars worth almost seven of theirs, but we owe them billions. Like, all right. Yep. Yeah. But uh, it, it's so about the world backwards. too. It's, uh, getting back to what, like the Trump, the whole Trump and uh, rating him. Um, it's kind of funny as all these politicians in other countries have been coming out about it, and they flat out said, "You know what? If we did that to one of our ex presidents, we'd all be dead. We, we'd all be oh. in trouble. We'd be overthrown." Well, I mean, let's be realistic. Um, I mean, when you're talking, uh, you know, Russia, China, you know, those countries, uh, they don't have ex-presidents because uh, the guy in charge sticks around for a long time and, uh, you know, gets rid of people that are going to oppose him. Uh, How, How do they get rid of people? Any way they want. That's the funny thing. Any way they want. Are, are you talking about? Are, are you talking about uh, poisoning on them or anything like that? Oh, I heard Russia does I, that a lot. Oh, when you go to another country, uh, you don't want to piss them off, you know, because you're playing by the rules, and you know. Yep. You know, and it's funny you say. Uh, you know, it brings up. Uh, you know, actually, our our next topic in terms of. Uh, pissing off people and stuff like that. So, you know, we, we talked about a little bit about, uh, you know, uh, our wonderful uh, Speaker of the House, 
uh, Nancy Pelosi um, in her strange trip to um, Taiwan, um, even even though I mean, first of all, let's let's have some common sense. Like Taiwan, uh, you know, it even though uh, it. China does not consider it to be its own country. Um, you know, Taiwan has its own government. It has its own currency. But that also is because uh, China was – I don't want to say forgiving, but they they just – they were like, you know what? That That's fine, um, but you're still ours. Um you piss them off enough, they are going to rain down hell on them. And you know, well, people are already, like, "Oh, we've already started seeing that." Well, and and to my I, point is, you know, people are like, "Oh, you know, well, that doesn't have any effect on me." Well, it does because so example, so um, recently, um, you know, one of the top products uh, out there, um, Apple, um, has officially asked its suppliers in Taiwan to start labeling its products as either made in China uh, or uh, or uh, the uh, Chinese Taipei. So made in Chinese Taipei, which I guess is um, Taiwan, China. Um, and uh, this is to avoid um, disru- uh, disruption uh, because of strict Chinese customs inspections resulting from the visit uh, of U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Uh, so basically China is really cracking down on if there are any uh, imports or exports from uh, from Taiwan that say made in Taiwan, they ain't letting them go. Uh, well, here's, here's what uh, – Here's what Americans need to realize, too, is, yes, Taiwan is the biggest semiconductor for chips in the world. They make the most. So what are these little chips? They control most of all your electronics, your phones, your tablets, your cars, airplanes. Anything that you need sustainable in your life has to have these semiconductor chips. So if China takes over Taiwan, they can literally make a deal to where they do not send these semiconductors to America. And then guess what? Our technology falters. Our, our United States, as we know it, falters. So that's well, and, why it's and, so important for us to be America first and start bringing plants back made in America. We have to start being – self-sufficient. That's why it's important for us to be energy sufficient, not this green deal, not yet. Let's work, let's slowly work our way to it, but we can't do it so fast. Because if we do, we're going to be screwed in about four or five years when all all this takes effect. And if China does what they're saying they're going to do and take out Taiwan, we're fucked. We are fucked right in the pooper. Well, and to your point, um, you know, uh, according to um, uh, MakeUseOf.com and uh, Semiconductors.org, um, semiconductors are basically um, the brains of modern electronics. So, if you have nothing, if you have no knowledge about electronics, just uh, the idea of—I mean, let's face it—you can't function without your brain. So. Uh, you know, but, uh, you know, and to your point about, you know, slowing down in terms of making these gigantic changes, um, you know, I, I am all about finding ways to, um, pr- you know, conserve nature. And, you know, I mean, Josh, you and I, uh, you know, we fish, uh, you know, you know that uh, my family, you know, we hunt, we, you know, we love the outdoors. Um but with that being said, like it's got to be realistic. Uh, 
you know, they want people to be in electric cars. Well, right now, uh, I mean, you got to drive 25 minutes, 30 minutes to get to the only electric station uh, or recharging station, uh, you know, in our area. Um, and, and but here's the thing too is uh, besides that is our electric grid cannot function with all these new electric cars if they want everything to go electric right away. Our electric right. grill, grid will fail. It, it's right. going it to, to be fail. updated. But but here's what people don't realize. Guess what powers this electric grid? Coal. Coal is what powers these electric grids. It's solar and the wind turbines. They only do so much. And we right. found that out in Texas when it, that winter storm happened, and these wind turbines were frozen, and they weren't working. So what happens to the Texas electric grid? It shut down. These people were left in the cold, no heat, uh, snowed on, no, no electric. So they were screwed for multiple days. So you can't sufficiently go on wind turbines until our electric grid is updated completely, and that's going to take a long time to do. Uh, now, you want to complain Oh, we have to go green. We have to go green. If you really honestly think about this one thing is you look at all these actors. You look at old presidents. Guess where President Obama just bought a house? Bought a house. Acres. Martha Stewart's Vineyard. Up. I don't even know where it's at. But right on the beach. But I thought the oceans were rising. Within five years, the oceans are going to rise, and it's going to take out his house. No, it's not. They're still buying houses on oceanfront property. They are still flying in their private jets. Our climate czar, John Kerry, is still flying around in his private jet, yet he cares about the climate. I can drive my, my uh, Chevy, tra- uh, Chevy Trail Boss for two years, and it's – still won't equal out to one trip that he makes on this private jet. Tell me how that's fair. You're, you're going you're gonna to tell me I need to change my life and I shouldn't be driving this particular truck because it hurts the environment. But you want to fly on a jet from New York to Europe? That's using a lot more. That's affecting the environment a lot more than us. And then you've got somebody like uh, Taylor Swift. She's already flown on her private jet over 80-something times this year, right? And, yeah. and she wants to lecture me on my truck? No, no. You don't get to lecture me. You don't get to lecture any Americans because you've already flown 81 times on your private jet, which if we really think about the carbon footprint, one full city would almost use as much as that maybe in six months, you know? Well, I mean, did, uh, you know, first of all, um, Josh, uh, the uh, uh, former President Obama's uh, new Martha's Vineyard is in Massachusetts. Um, That's right, yeah. I'll give you that. Boston. And then, uh, I mean, let, let's be honest, uh, you know, most celebrities um, it, essentially, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I'll talk a big game. Um, you know, I want to do X, Y, Z. Um, I uh, want, you know, people to be equal, and I want this, and I want that. Um, and then they turn around well, and they do whatever the hell share. they want. They do whatever the hell well, they want. Yeah, and 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 this, this goes back to the taxes and everything. I mean – why is it that somebody that has a job to represent, let's just say, the most 10,000 to 100,000 uh, constituents, right? House representative, their salary is 200 to 300,000. I don't even know. It's like $200,000 a year. So let's just say AOC is a perfect example. She was a bartender uh, working in the bar. And she ran for, for Congress, and she got elected. 
it's a great, great story for her. Absolutely great story. If you're only making $200,000, why are you worth $10 million now? Where did all this money come from? So if you guys don't really pay attention and don't think these politicians are out for themselves, they really are. They don't give a shit about us Americans. We are being force-fed by these politicians that are force-feeding the news uh, to tell us what we can, we can't do, how we're supposed to vote, what we can eat, what we can't eat, all this stuff. And we're not, we're not paying attention enough to do that. Why are these people making millions and millions of dollars in, in a public office? There's no way they should be able to do that. They should be getting their salary, representing us, voting how we want to vote, and not how they want to vote and not how they feel. They are not going to their constitute, or constitutes and asking them the question, hey, I'm going to hold a town hall meeting, and we're going to take a vote. How do you want me to vote on this bill? And let the majority vote. Then that's how you go to Congress, and you vote that way, the way your people are, want you to vote, not your opinion. You work for us, not yourself. Yeah. Now, I will say, you know, and, and the unfortunate thing is, you know, I, from a, a perfect world standpoint, I agree that would be amazing. Um, but, you know, and uh, uh, the unfortunate thing is, in, you know, in, in real life, uh, you know, we have politicians that, you know, care more about themselves and, and putting money in their pockets or their friends' pockets. Uh, but then even the voters, uh, you know, it's not, you know, it used to be uh, – uh, you know, I mean, 1961, John F. Kennedy asked not what your country can do for you, uh, ask what you can do for your country. Well, now it's switched to what have you given to me lately? You know, uh, you know, are you gonna are you gonna you know give me, uh, you know. A thirty-dollar uh, pay raise for my um, my job that uh, requires, you know, and I'm not trying to be offensive, but requires uh, minimum skills, you know, versus uh, you know, like you know, comparing yourself to like a plumber or electrician or somebody that has a skilled craft that. Sh- making good money should be making more because they work their asses off, but they're also skilled technicians. Uh, and you know, that's where like the, the unfortunate thing, like, and I, and I think I've shared this with you before, Josh, is that, um, so there's a speech that sticks in my head, uh, Always, always comes back to uh, – let me see if I – here it is. So, um, so Alexander Frazier uh, Tyler, um, uh, and this was – I have to find out when exactly he said this. But um, So a democracy cannot exist as a permanent form of government. It can only exist until the voters discover that they can vote themselves – uh, I'll mess this word up. I apologize. But lar- largesse uh, from the public treasury, basically gifts from the public treasury. From that moment on, the majority always votes for the candidate promising the most benefits from the public treasury with the result that a, a democracy always collapses over loose fiscal policy, which then is always followed and and. You know, he stayed um, historically uh, followed by a a dictatorship. The average age of the world's greatest civilizations has been around 200 years. Uh, These nations have progressed through this sequence from bondage to spiritual faith, from spiritual faith to great courage, 
from courage to liberty, from liberty to abundance, from abundance to selfishness, from selfishness to uh, uh, apathy, from apathy to dependence, and from dependence back into bondage. And that's what the Democratic Party is trying to do is uh, their whole goal is to make the average person more and more reliant on the government. Yeah. If you are more and more reliant on the government, meaning that I have to go to the government for everything, then the government has complete control of me, and I'm no longer free. You know, you can slap free on somebody's ass, but if you've got them in chains and saying that they can't eat till you tell them, well, they're not free. All right, so let me let me give you. Uh, I I found the what the AOC. Let's just say, in 2018, her net worth was a negative amount due to her student loans and and everything. Uh, Within four years, she's now worth over one million dollars, with a with an annual salary of one hundred and seventy four thousand dollars. Right, and and that's Minus not it. Taxes. That, yeah, that's that not even include your taxes that you pay. Well, not only that, but it's also uh, not putting into account the twenty one million dollars that was raised for her campaign, um, and I believe they spent only like seventeen or eighteen million of that twenty one million. Uh, on her campaign, like last time I checked, I mean, I would love to campaign for a government position where I could, I mean, do definitely some of the goofy shit that AOC does. I mean, Jesus. But uh, I don't have $21 million. <laughs> I mean, I thought she was the, I thought she was one of the best stories when she got elected. Uh, just for a simple fact, like, man, she was a bartender. And now she's a member of Congress. Oh yeah, I mean, I had, had high hopes. She had, a, I had, I had, oh, I had I high hopes too, hundred percent. I was like, oh and you man, not ruined it for me when she opened what her mouth. Ruined it for me with her. Well, besides the stupid stuff she says all the time, <laughs> uh, but when she went down to the border, uh, wearing the white dress, looking looking across the border wall into Mexico. And it was all staged. It was all fake. Like, are you serious? And you're you're complaining about these kids in cages, kids in cages. That's all you want to say. But she what was walking through there a few and months know, ago. You know what she was saying? Now let's get started by letting me give you a little bit of a scenario of what my life is all about. First off, I am 35 years old. I am divorced, and I live in a van down by the river. <laughs> but uh, uh, you, you complain about kids in cages. Yes, absolutely. I, I don't like the fact that we put kids in cages. I don't think anybody does. But where was it all this outrage when COVID was running rampant, Joe Biden was president, and we are looking at pictures of kids in cages. Where's the outrage? Oh. Who's doing it? Well, you, Obama you know where is well, the one that's who made the cages? It, that's because she was she was focused on something else during that time. You got to realize, if you remember, she was uh, actually uh, saying that her uh, grandmother was uh, poor uh, and financially, you know. And they actually – like not her, but somebody actually raised money for her grandmother, and her grandma was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I ain't, I ain't bad off. I got – I'm good. Like, <laughs> like she was focused on her own agenda, her own agenda. Like that's what it comes down to is uh, – you know, and, and it don't matter – you know, I will say Republican, Democrat – most politicians, um, you know, 99% of the time, if they're talking to you, you can probably take everything they're saying as a lie. Um, Pretty much. But, but that's just because we as an American people um, have transitioned from being knowledgeable 
and fact-checking things, and I don't mean fact-check like, well, it was on Twitter, so it must be a fact. Um, it's on Facebook. Actually, Let's get this right. Actually looking at documented medical or historical records and, and confirming the information and not just taking people uh, – you know, for, you know, oh, face value. No, bullshit. Uh, but then at the same time, we allow our society to flip-flop on on things, you know, like. Well, the problem is, is we're, we're also not holding these, these news stations accountable when, I mean, how long did we hear about uh, Russia? Trump was colluding with Russia. It was all Russia, Russia, Russia during this whole presidential election and all this stuff, Russia Gate, blah, 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 blah. And then we come to find out a year and a half later that it was all fake. It was all made up. The, Russia, the, the dossier, the steel dossier was, was not correct. It was a big lie. But none of the, new, the news stations even acknowledged it. Like, that's what I'm talking We have to be held accountable. If we're wrong, we're wrong. If I say something and and I'm a liar or I'm wrong, throw that shit back in my face and tell me. I need to be held accountable, just like all these news stations, uh, these politicians. They need to be held accountable. We have to rise up against these politicians, and the only way to do that is we vote these motherfuckers out. We have to vote these motherfuckers out. No, and I agree with and you know, and also to your point, like holding someone accountable, you know, like you said, there's a difference between I made a mistake and I said something wrong and now I fixed it versus someone blatantly lying even though they know the truth. Um you know, but I mean, we're so focused rather than focusing on these news agencies and um, politicians that come out and say the most outlandish shit. Uh, you in a war zone? What the hell are you doing? Uh, but uh, you know the most outlandish shit. Uh, instead, we're going through MySpace and Facebook and pulling up photos and uh, comments from people's past, like twenty years ago, years ago, so we can fire them now. Well, yeah, that's that's another reason. I mean, the cancel culture really pissed me off with the whole Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is a fucking amazing human being. He helps, I don't know how many freaking charities out. The guy is just a really good dude. Oh, Kevin uh, Hart. He's a great comedian. That dude is funnier than and, shit. And he had his dream ruined uh, because something he said um, at during a comedy skit five or seven years before – uh, and that took him out from uh, doing the Oscars. Like hosting the Oscars was was like his defining moment. That I, that's when he knew he made it. You know, taken away, it was stripped from him, and it, it sucks. I feel for him. Uh, I mean, that's like any other American. I mean, would you want your dream stripped from you because something you said in a joke ten years ago, fifteen years ago? I'm sure we've all said something that offended somebody at one time, and you're going to bring it back. I've learned from my mistakes. I'm sure you've learned from your mistakes. I'm sure thousands and millions of people have learned from their mistakes. You're going to make them. We're human. We're supposed to make mistakes. That's how we learn. We learn from history. And well, No, go ahead. Keep going. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, and, and that's one thing like, you know, you, you, you know, and I know we're kind of bouncing around here, but, you know, talking about knowing our history and stuff like that, like this whole, you know, like I feel like um, people are trying to, um, you know, erase things um, and – you know, is history perfect? No. Like, if you look at, 
you know, depending on your beliefs and stuff like that, whether we uh, human beings have been around for 4,000 years or um, 300,000 years uh, or whatever, you know, whatever your belief is, uh, you know, I'm not here to argue that. Uh, but history is, I mean, at the very essence, we are a part of the animal kingdom. And if you look at any ecosystem with animals in it, you know, wild animals, it's a doggy dog world where, you know, the strong survive, the weak get eaten. Um, and that's been history. Uh, you know, history has had situations where, you know, one civilization overpowers another civilization, um, you know, around the world throughout history. Uh, you know, so to dwell, you know, to dwell on, you know, don't take it as, as much as, you know, these bad things happen as much as let's learn from them and learn how to prevent them from ever happening again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, uh, so story today is, uh, my wife, she comes up to me and she's like, yeah, I'm about to send this email to my boss. I was like, well, don't do anything. Let me see what he wrote. And like the, uh, she got an email. She was supposed to go to work, and, and the email said, um, you can wear shorts, you can park in the lot, and but we don't want you to post anything on social media, okay? And okay. a few days, and and there was no thing that you had to reply. He sent her another email um, about, I've seen that you wore shorts, this, this, uh, and then uh, – did you need help with this particular app to get your schedule, right? So I guess she said something to him, and he replied back. He's like, well, I've seen that you read my email, and I was waiting for a reply back, but you never responded uh, to the email I sent you. And uh, then it goes back, well, I, I, I know you read the email because you wore shorts that day. You parked in the lot. Uh, but what really affected was you posted something on social media when I told you not to because of uh, what they were told that by whoever was there at that event that they didn't want that. So, and so she wrote this big email complaining about it and blah, blah, blah. I was like, Shannon, I was like, unfortunately, you're in the wrong in this because he sent you an email. You read it. You went to work. You wore your shirts, your shorts, you did this, you posted something on Facebook. And then he sent you another email, and he sent a rep and he said, do you need help? And you never replied. So me being in the position I'm at as a, as a manager, I'm looking at it on her side because I've been on that side, and then also the manager side. I'm like, as a guess, was the email shitty? Probably, yes. But – you're in the wrong. He's in the right. Unfortunately, take accountability and say, no, I messed up. I'm sorry. I apologize. I thought, as a guy, I work different events. It slipped my mind about doing this because it's a habit of mine to when I work an event, I automatically just post it. It's like, that's what you have to do. Unfortunately, you've got to take it on the chin. Take accountability of your actions. You can't send a shitty email back to him because he's right. You're wrong. That's taking accountability. That's what needs to happen in America. We have to take accountability. And then uh, one cool fact that we learned this past week with uh, Shannon. So believe it or not, she is historically linked to George Washington as a family member. Our first president of the United States. She is a ninth or tenth cousin to the president of the United States. Pretty cool. I'm going to have her sign one of my dollar bills. <laughs> Shannon, you got to autograph Joe's dollar bills. She says she'll get on that. <laughs> well, hey, we, Josh, we've got about 10 seconds left. Uh, you know, uh, you know, we will, we're going to hit up uh, some uh, more stuff next week. Uh, you know, appreciate you joining us.
and uh, hey, hey Joe, next time let's let's have a segment sent to me, so I know exactly how we're gonna what we're gonna talk about before yep. uh, the show. So I know I dropped the ball on that one. That, I that got you. Help. Yeah, you I did. got you. That's why I'm I calling you, you out. I'm I'm making you take accountability of your actions tonight. Hey, and and you know what? I'm I'm taking accountability, and I recognize that I made the mistake, and I'm gonna fix that mistake. Um, and yeah, we'll go from there. About time. About time. <laughs> oh man. All right. Everybody have a great day. I mean, that was, a, that was the shittiest sign out ever. I know, right? It's idiocracy, but you gon' see the value and respect though when you talk with me. So come on, baby, walk with me. It ain't a topic that the crew can't touch. Share our views and our vibe. What we hide? It ain't much. This ain't bluff. This the crew. Yeah, we got it. Share our thoughts and our views. You can't stop it. Said this ain't bluff. This the crew. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, we got it. Idiocracy. Tell us what's the topic. Yeah.